Dry oak or the sweet oak? I'm more of a sweet oak. Sweet oak. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. yeah, I mean, that's what the, that's my nickname. That's what they call me. They call me sweet oak. Sweet oak. <laughs> sweet oak. <laughs> What's up, everybody? It is episode 219 of Bourbon Pursuit. I'm one of your hosts, Kenny, and we don't have a whole lot of news, but it's festival season. And for Bourbon Pursuit, we are fortunate that we are going to be at some of the most prestigious ones around. We had a blast last weekend at Hometown Rising, and now we are headed into Bourbon and Beyond Weekend. The whole Bourbon Pursuit team is going to be there, and we have different sessions throughout the entire weekend. So make sure you go and check out the schedule so you can be there, bourbonandbeyond.com. Of course, Fred's going to be there, and he's scattered everywhere. But Ryan kicks things off on Friday at 1230 with Beer Drinkers Bourbon, and I have the final session on Friday at 6 o'clock p.m. called what is a master distiller? On Saturday, I kick off at 1225 with barrel finish versus traditional bourbon. And we're going to be joined on stage by all the personalities that you've heard on the podcast before. So we would love to see you all there. And please come say hi to us. There's also going to be bourbon pursuit t-shirts and hats available at the Fred Minnick merch tent. So make sure you take a second and stop by there. Last week marked 65 years as Jimmy Russell being an active master distiller, and now he is considered the longest tenured master distiller around. Happy anniversary, Jimmy, from the whole Bourbon Pursuit team. Maker's Mark is unveiling its first ever limited release bourbon that won't require a special trip to Loretto. Maker's Mark Wood Finishing Series 2019 release RC6 will be available nationwide this fall. It marks the first of many upcoming whiskeys in the wood finishing series, as Maker's Mark plans to release a new one for a limited time nationwide each year. You probably already know about Maker's 46 and the private barrel selection program that utilizes flavoring staves. This release was finished in secondary barrels containing 10 wooden staves dubbed RC6. These staves made from virgin American oak were seasoned for a year and a half and then baked in a convection oven before being introduced to the cast strength bourbon. Maker's Mark made 255 barrels. It's bottled at 108.2 proof and you'll be able to find it nationwide in October with an MSRP of around $60. Not only is it festival season, but it's also release season. And release season means all the crazies come out. And for today's podcast, we look at really what that means because there are gonna be bourbon lotteries that happen around the nation. Folks are camping out in parking lots and there's a lot of hate around flippers and liquor store owners that are trying to get the most money out of these secondary values for these allocated bourbons. So our goal in this episode was to see if we could help folks out there not feel the FOMO or the fear of missing out. We did our best to blindly set up samples of past limited edition bourbons and compare them to single barrel private picks. The results are interesting, but the best part about this is that you can do this at home. Find a group of friends and get together and have a blind taste off and use some limited edition bourbons versus some single barrels out there. Heck, if your taste buds prefer Stag Jr. over big boy George T. Stag, you're gonna save yourself a lot of headache and money in the process. But you can do this as well for things like Eagle Rare 17 versus uh, just standard single Eagle Rare store picks. And there's a lot of them that spread the whole gamut of a lot of the big distilleries are out there. And if you ever get around to doing something like this, we would love to hear your results. Drop us a line on our Facebook page or mention us in your Instagram or your Twitter posts. 
All right, it's time to dive into the good stuff. Let's hear from Fred Minnick with Above the Char. I'm Fred Minnick, and this is Above the Char. I want to take you back in time, a time when bourbon wasn't cool, when bourbon wasn't selling, when Julian Van Winkle had to trade bottles of 23-year-old Pappy just to get a magazine advertisement. I'm talking about the 1990s. In the 1990s, there was a very important event that happened that would shape the bourbon economy for the next 20 or 30 years. And that is the Japanese market crashed. You see, up until that point, the Japanese market was the number one thing kind of keeping bourbon alive. You had brands being specifically developed for the Japanese, such as Blanton's, Booker's, Noah's Mill, the entire small batch collection. Essentially, anything that was an ultra premium of that time was being sent to Japan because the Japanese absolutely loved and continue to love bourbon. When the market crashed, you saw how the companies decided to deal with it. You had some um, who decided to put their efforts on domestic sales. So Heaven Hill basically shifted their efforts to focus on the Southeast and throughout the United States. Jim Beam really tried to double down in like places like New York and Chicago and San Francisco. They had really concentrated programs there. And United Distillers, now Diageo, decided to sell. Up until that moment, they had actually been making more of their weeded bourbon to sell to Japan under the Rebel Yale label to compete with Jack Daniels. They had this excess of weeded bourbon, and they decided to sell it. And they also decided to sell their brands. They sold Rebel Yale eventually to the company that is now Luxco. They sold it Old Fitzgerald to Heaven Hill. And they sold uh, Weller, the Weller brand, and the stocks and the archives to Sazerac. Now, those are three companies who really wanted the bourbon. And they really wanted to promote it. And as we all know, that particular whiskey was quite good and made an impression on anybody who ever tasted it. And I often wonder what would have happened if United Distillers decided not to sell their whiskey and their labels to three companies who really did care about promoting bourbon. I've thought about that a lot, and I've come to the conclusion that I don't think bourbon would have ever been as hot as it is today. The reason why United Distillers has always been a Scotch-centric company, and they've never put much effort into American whiskey. The exception being Bullet, and you know George Dickel is kind of like barely barely gets any budget, you know, at least they're now they're, they're paying attention to it. But that particular company has never really put a whole lot of focus on American whiskey. So I look back on that time today as we celebrate Bourbon Heritage Month and we enjoy this incredible growth and all the fandom that we have on bourbon. I look back to the 1990s as the people who truly made the right decisions that got us to where we are today. And that's this week's Above the Char. Hey, if you want to learn more about the history of bourbon, check out my book, Bourbon, The Rise, Fall, and Rebirth of an American Whiskey. Until next week, cheers. 
And they're off for another Give 270-2020 Unicorn Raffle. Your $20 ticket gives you not one, but two chances to win from our lineup of 20 Woodford Reserve treasures, including the grand prize, the rarest unicorn yet, the Woodford Reserve Kentucky Derby 150 Baccarat Edition. Only 150 bottles were made and is just like the one the Derby winning owner receives. Quit horsing around and get your $20 tickets now at Give270.org. Charitable Gaming License ORG 000 Do you ever pour yourself a bourbon, swirl it around, and then start struggling to come up with tasting notes? And perhaps you're also looking for a good Father's Day gift idea. Well, you can now solve both with a kit from Nose Your Bourbon. And unlike other nosing kits on the market, Nose Your Bourbon kits feature real ingredients for the most authentic aromas. You can smell real Tahitian vanilla bean instead of some synthetic aroma that's just made from chemicals. So head on over to NoseYourBourbon.com and enter code BP10 for 10% off your order. Ed Bly and Rising Tide Spirits are back again with a new release of Old Stubborn Bourbon. And this release of Old Stubborn is a premium hand marriage of 10, 11, and 12-year cask drink, barely filtered pot still bourbon. It comes in at a staggering 123.8 proof. And the flavoring grain for this one, which the last one was weeded, but this time it's now rye. Rich, sweet, and bold with a long finish that's sure to be another eye-opener. You can order online at Sealbox or TheBourbonConcierge.com, and you can even purchase in person at Revival Vintage Spirits, and even now with very few select stores in Kentucky. You can get it now while you can, but be sure to do it because it's not going to last long. From their bar to yours, Chad and Sarah of the popular YouTube channel It's Bourbon Night bring you their favorite at-home old-fashioned mix with the new Elemental Elixir's Golden Hour Syrup. It's a custom-made syrup with notes of bold black tea, warm spices, and orange zest. All you need is your favorite whiskey and ice. No bitters needed. One bottle makes 16 drinks, so that's only $1 cocktail before you add your own whiskey. They can also be enjoyed in other cocktails or spirits, mocktails, coffee, tea, and anything you can think of. It's crafted locally in Lexington, Kentucky, and you can get your bottle now at whiskeyambitions.com. Welcome back to the episode of Bourbon Pursuit, the official podcast of bourbon. Kenny and Ryan here in our secondary recording studios in my basement. If you're watching yep. the video, you you may notice the background. It looks familiar. And uh, we have a new guest on today. And I'm sure usually when people come here, they're always like, I can't wait to see Kenny's basement. They're all like, yeah, it's bottles, bottles, bottles. So. I like upstairs studio better. We got more room on the dining room table. <laughs> we do. We're, we're a little tight down here, but we'll make it work. When, so you can see the bottles. Yeah. <laughs> so when I was uh, planning the basement, I never really planned this to be like a recording space, but uh, yeah, it kind of turned out. That well, way. now you have lights and the whole shebang, yeah. you know, it's like real we'll, deal. We'll make it work. We'll make yep. it work in the cramped space. It'll, that's how it'll happen. But, you know, today today's topic really came as um, it was a good suggestion by our guest, because when we think about the significance and what it really takes to go and chase after unicorns and limited edition releases, it's becoming almost it's it's difficult right yeah. it's very very difficult it's either you're, you're i don't even do it <laughs> i just gave up on it <laughs> like two or three years ago it's like no not camping so <laughs> yeah you're either camping or you're paying secondary prices or you know and other people are kind of like oh yeah well i've got a great relationship with the store manager i buy everything there and and that's great um but sometimes you also need to take a step back and think like okay well if i just keep buying a bottle of bourbon every two weeks and i keep buying a 12 pack of beer 
odds are I'm probably spending almost too much. Just as much. Just, well, and, and then I could have just bought off a secondary. And in my case, my store relationship, it cost me probably about five to $600 in tickets to like concerts and football games and all this stuff <laughs> per year. So I need to add that tax on to my math whenever I'm like, oh, I'm getting these a cost. Yeah. Uh, maybe not. Yeah. I was like, yeah. that being a lot B actually costs you more than the secondary. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. And that's typically how it happens. But so what's that? Let's go ahead and introduce our guest today. So today we have Mikey Conrad. Mikey, welcome to the show. Welcome. I'm glad to be here in yeah. this beautiful, magnificent basement. That's, yeah, see, it's special. We like to hear that. It's all about the ambiance, <laughs> <That's> right? <laughs> Sets the tone. So Mikey, um, you know, first off, thank you for coming up with this idea because this is, uh, this is great because we get to kind of look at more of the bourbon culture side of things mm-hmm. here. We get to look at really what does it take to look at a very good store pick, somebody that is from a barrel barrel selection group um, or whether they're stores that are very well known for it Mm. versus chasing after those limited releases, which sometimes are pretty much the same exact thing as those barrel selections, just either aged longer or selected by the master distiller for various reasons, something like that. So kind of what was your, uh, your reasoning behind bringing an idea like this? Yeah. I mean, the main reason is kind of already been hinted at like, it just got really almost ridiculous to camp, to spend time, energy, effort, money uh, into chasing things that you weren't always sure if they were going to pan out to be what you think they're going to be <laughs> because of everyone else telling you that you got to get this bottle, it looks pretty, you know, whatever it may be. And so, you know, you start to taste store picks or single barrel picks from either clubs or stores or bars. And you're like, man, this is really good. This tastes better than, you know, this special release that came out. And so it really has just come to a simple like reality that time is something you don't get back. And yep. so for, for a guy who's married, you know, has three daughters. I'm like, man, am I am I just spending this too much time trying Dad's to chase always something. chasing bourbon? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, come on. So I mean, I've, I've missed three gymnastics classes in the past yeah. month. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that's where some of the really practical, I mean, thought came into play. Is like, it really like, how much time should I be spending? And it's like, man, there's access to so many great stores in this area alone, uh, Kentucky, Indiana. Uh, I'm like, man. There's got to be some a better way. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Yeah, that's what. And Ryan always talks about opportunity costs. Um, oh, you know, yeah. oh yeah, being when a, you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. So, yeah, you definitely always got to think of the opportunity cost. It's that, and then it's also you know in the value of your time. You know, Ryan being an entrepreneur and owning a few businesses, he he has this sort of level thinking because I go back and I think of like my 2014 days of. Uh, camping in front of a liquor barn and being like one of the first three people there and coming away with a 23 at the end of the day. Yeah, sure. It was fun. They were good times. And now if I think about it, like, would I ever do that again? Like, is my time more valuable than actually waiting in line? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got to look at like your salary or what your earning potential is like as someone. And then you're like, all right, I just invested nine hours to get this bottle and it's, you know, 1300 to 1500 bucks. You're like, wait a minute. I could have just done my regular job and, you know, done a lot better, but, you know, but it's also fun too. You got to, you can't discount that. There's mm-hmm. something, and, and 
about going to the store, going after the hunt, hanging out with people to, you know, get those bottles so that you, you can't totally just make it a numbers thing, but it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. And nine hours is probably on the short end of the stick. <laughs> yeah, <nowadays>. exactly. <laughs> so it's even lower, you know, or even bigger opportunity costs. So, yeah. So I'm going to talk, you know, we're going to talk a little bit more about these topics as we go, but one of the things that we're doing today is we are going to be kind of going into a double blind here. And this is going to be store picks versus limited releases. Mm-hmm. And these are store picks that um, I've had access to that I've purchased as well as limited editions that I've purchased. And honestly, I told my wife, I said, let's set these up. We, I don't want to know if this is an Elijah Craig pairing, if this is a Four Roses pairing. I don't really know what it is. She, and you then, really want to expose us. Huh? Oh, I mean, <laughs> this is, this is going to make us look real bad. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and so, so we're going to not, not only know what, the, the the brand name, the mash bill, whatever it is. But then inside of that, we don't know which one, either one or two, is the limited edition or is the store pick. Yeah. So right. we're going to go through and uh, we're going to start off with our first one here. Um, we were going through, so we always know number one is on our left and number two is on our right. So we've got A lined up. So let's go ahead and kind of start the, uh, the process of nosing through these and figuring out. I think if, I know what it is. Oh, yeah? Just by that? <laughs> You're so fast. Hmm. I think it's a, a Weller 107. You think? Oh, you're going straight with the, oh, the no. weeder off the bat, huh? So uh, Actually, I, I have no idea. I can, just, I can. That was the first thing in my peripheral vision. <laughs> 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 so I'll, I'll give you some ideas of, of what we have up line today. So we've got, on the store pick side, we've got uh, a Russell's Reserve from Cork and Bottle. Uh, we've got a Knob Creek pick that was done. Uh, it's a Knob Creek rye pick that was done by Westport Whiskey and Wine. We've got a nine-year, nine-month OESK that was done by the North Atlanta Bourbon Society, which I chose that one because we're pairing that against a Brent Face Bottle, which was oh, the buddy. 2016 14-year OESK. Yep. In addition to that, you know, we already said we got a Weller 107, which is also a cork and bottle pick, versus a Weller Crafter Perfect Bourbon which was a sample sent by Matt Cusick. So Matt, thank you so much for sending that along and hmm. hopefully we don't disappoint you here. Or hopefully, <laughs> well, hopefully we, we can, yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed the nose on this one. Uh, I, re- I wasn't in love with the taste or finish or anything about it. I don't know. Maybe it's just because it's my first one. Hmm. I'm kind of with you on that one. Uh, the nose is there, but the taste might be a little weird. Yeah. I mean, it's way I- off profile on... Any of those, I'm and so this, trying to register in my head. So. And so this is also kind of the uh, the issue with some store picks too, is that a lot of people and a lot of stores they they always go and they want to find something unique. Yep. And yeah. so they try to find that that off profile one. And so that could be the one here that is that is the off profile side of things. What about you, Mike? Do you, do you have a guess on? Uh, Man, my guess is going to be way off. That's uh, okay. Brian's got my brain. Seven land now. I totally just <laughs> glanced over. I have no idea. <laughs> but there is a, a big drop off on the back end of this thing. Yeah. So. The only thing I noticed up front, like when I first noticed it, was like some cherries, and I always get cherry out of like Wellers. But mm-hmm. um, that's the only reason why I said that. But I don't know. Wow, this is actually pretty hard to. I just tasted the second one. The taste is a lot better than the second. Oh one. yeah, the second one's. The first one, I'm going to go back to it because it was a little yeah. like musty, kind of like funky. I don't know. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it kind of had that weird finish to it. But and like some. But like I said, that's that's one of those things where 
you know, you go into a store and that's what they try to do. They try to differentiate it by having some unique pick like that. They taste totally different, which is crazy. Like, did Lauren do these right? I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) I I can't be 100% on that one, but I hope so. Mikey, how many barrel picks have you been on? Because I know you came with us on one. Yeah, I think right around five. Yeah, maybe maybe one or two more, but at least five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have um, you found to find those like off-profile ones? Have you found them before? I have found some off-profile ones, and my, my brain is always going toward the masses, unless there happens to be a large group of folks that just want something really off-profile. But if that's off-profile, it can be off-putting to someone that has mm-hmm. an expectation of something that they want to they want to sip or drink that's that's within their you know their taste right and so we even at a place like new riff like we we got down to our our two we did them blind and one was just significantly different and my thinking was man guys if we pick this one people are going to think we're crazy <laughs> yeah. they're not going to want to ever buy they're another going to buy it again right uh, but the other one was just it was great had this great nose super sweet on the front and this long-lasting kind of sweet oak. And so we, we chose that one. So, But w- usually when I have barrel picks, I'm pretty simple. Like I have this very like check. Check yes check, or no kind check of Check minus or check plus. And yeah. if, if the nose on something is really weak, I have a hard time putting it into the the check plus category. But, mm-hmm. but yep. I do like the nose on the second one a lot better than the first. There's, yeah, I like everything about the second one <clears throat> better. So I, I'm not... Entirely sure what it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to put my vote for two on this one. I agree as well. But, I mean, we've had uh, – so Ryan Lentz, he's been on the show before. He sent us a sample, a blind sample once, Ryan, if you remember that. Yep. And we were we were dumbfounded by it. We were going through because we were like, is this a rye? Like, it's got this minty flavor. It's like totally – it means we, we couldn't pin it down. And then he was like, no, just a nine-year Buffalo Trace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. We were like, yeah, we were like, oh, I didn't expect that one to come. Yeah. We were thinking, it was like, is this some Willett family stay like eight-year rye or something from MGB, you know? Mm-hmm. But it was a Buffalo Trace. Oh, yeah. It was a crazy one. So uh, I think I got my vote in for yep. number two. Yep. Mikey, what's your vote in? Yeah, number two, hands down. All right. All right. So I think. Do you want to do the reveal? I want you or to do you the want reveal. to guess? Oh, how about just trade them off? You, you guys can you guys can both do reveals. Oh, how man. about that? So you want to reveal? All right, Mikey, go ahead. All right, I'll reveal. All right. All right so here we go. No, here we go. Number A. Number A. Number A. <laughs> number A. Oh boy. Sorry guys. A one. Number one is Weller. Craft your perfect bourbon. Ooh. Oh, see. At least so I knew it was yeah, Weller. Yeah, All right. Yeah, you got the Weller yeah, stuff right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, how about so it? the craft your own bourbon, you, uh, whoever crafted it did not <laughs> do well. You screwed up. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that kind of goes to show you, right? I mean, we're out of the gate. We already just said that the this store, store pick. pick. Yeah. I mean, and don't get me wrong, like store pick 107s, like they trade upwards of like $100 now, but. The Crafty Perfect Bourbon, I think, is somewhere around three hundred. Uh, it's skyrocketed. Four hundred. Yeah. I've seen them. Yeah. I mean, it was a limited release. It came on a fancy white label, but I'm just like thrilled I got it right out of the gate <laughs> on the nose. I was like, you should just leave now. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> See y'all tomorrow. <laughs> Mike, drop. We're done All here. Right. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and refresh or reset oh, here. Need a dump dump bucket. Here we go. Here's a here's a dump glass that you can use. Just go ahead and do that. All right. Have you done a 107 pick? I have not. Me either. Yeah. Can I have the opportunity. The it's on the list, though. 
I had the opportunity to do it. We're gonna have um, a nice blend, which you know the yeah. I mean the honest the weird thing about doing yeah we're gonna have a just a big old Weller uh, mix mix right here. So we'll just do that. We'll save that one for later. Is it pretty similar to like doing a Buffalo Trace where you know you get it's four very to six similar. barrels and it's very similar. Um, I don't need that here. So one. So when you do the when you do the Weller 107 pick, I mean it's there's literally no difference um, than what you were doing with a Buffalo Trace or anything like that, um, except you have you have this high anticipation going into it. Yeah, <laughs> right. Because you're like. We did it. Like, we're here. Like, we're getting a one. We've reached the Mecca. Yeah. I mean, you, you think, like, it's going to be, like, crazy and, like, off the wall. Like, you, like you're super excited for it. Mike, you got to take some more of that. Buddy. Awesome. Was little, yeah. It's like you, you got barely a taste there. Um, and I then could, so, and so we're. I could use it. So, like I said, you go in, like, super, super amped for it. However, when we did ours, I was actually sitting there with a few of the guys, and I'm kind of like, it might be like one of the few times in my life where you're like, like so crazy going into it that you say, "Can we get some new barrels?" <laughs> because <laughs> no. I, well, like life's not, all about expectations. Nothing, you know, yeah. You know, I mean, nothing you, was like over. You weren't you weren't over the moon about any of them. Um, I mean, so it was just kind of like, well, I guess we'll just choose one of these. <laughs> you yeah. know, I mean, they were also kind of doing uh, us a favor of giving this group that I'm in a, a 107 pick. Uh, the story behind it was, uh, and this is all part of the the bourbon cartel, as as we've had on the show before, uh, doing a 1792 foolproof pick, mm. and we or the team that was there chose the barrel, and come to find out that barrel was already pre-sold, and the, <laughs> everybody had already left. Like guys came in from California for this, all this other kind of stuff, and they were like, oh, "I'm so sorry. Like, what can we do? What can we make it up for you?" I know exactly how you can 107 <laughs> pick. And they're like, okay, we'll make it happen. Yeah. And I guess when that happens, you might get the the last barrels, all the rejects right. for the end of the year. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's like uh, when uh, Eddie Russell was at the Russell's pick and they're like, well, I probably shouldn't say this on air. Never mind. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> all right. So we've got so B lined got up B, now. B here. Right. So with B, um, oh, buddy. Oh, here we go again. So I feel like this is. I feel like this, this is like a uh, high rye or something. Elijah Craig, maybe. Oh, Ryan, you might be on. You might have your. He's got his. He's got his senses dialed in. I now. do. He, every night he practice. goes. Yeah, every night he goes home and just practices. I actually do now. I've ever since we've done pursuit series, like I've kind of like trying to not take it seriously, but really uh, put some effort into it. <laughs> like and train my nose and palate. I don't know. I mean. It's, I don't know, I enjoy it, you know, so I've really, I'll probably whiff on this one, so don't hide me up too much. <laughs> but it just smells like an Elijah Craig to me off the gate. All right. I'm, I, I can tell you after the taste, I don't think it's Elijah Craig. Ooh. I think it's a rye. Oh, yeah. Because I, I had one rye blind set in here. Maybe it's like a, because me, because Elijah know, Craig's a high rye bourbon. Well, so, I mean, and, you got uh, that, and then you get four roses and some of the different recipes, you get some of like a minty profile to it as well. So, yeah, there's this earthy, earthy bite at the end. Yeah, it's definitely, like you said, you got the rye at the end. Mm. It's really standing out. Mm. Whereas Elijah Craig's might are more like a kind of peanutty, nutty kind of. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things I threw in here, I said there was a rye blind. 
Um, so there's and the a, problem is the, the rides that you did are like gateway rides. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, no, I don't know if they're gateway rides because the ride that I did, I did, I did a Knob Creek Westport whiskey and wine. And Westport, okay. Westport's really known for a lot of good store picks. Uh, Chris has been on the show before from there, but I said, what's a good limited edition to pair this up with? And <clears throat> there's not, I, okay. I, I try to be a smart consumer, so I didn't go out and buy like the Knob Creek 130th or whatever it was that came in the yeah. box that was like 150 bucks. Uh, but I had these uh, these I had a bottle of Knob or a Booker's Rye sitting Ooh, around, yeah. and so I said, "Well, I mean, it's still Jim Beam at the end of the day. Um, both of them like aren't super rye heavy on the taste, so let's see if we can uh, hmm. see if we can figure it out in a blind." Hmm. Now I'm worried. Yeah, yeah the C's like because <laughs> Booker's Rye. I'll tell you a story because Booker's Rye. I bought a few bottles of them, well, and I told myself, I said, you know what? Like, I have a lot of money sunk into these things because they came out at three hundred, three fifty retail, and I said, I said maybe when it hits a thousand. What's the proof on a Booker's Rye? Is it cash? Well, obviously, it's cash. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's like around one hundred and one hundred ten, one hundred and twenty most most of the bookers are around 120 proof, so yeah, you could probably expect that. Now, I'm I'm also. It just seems like there's a huge proof difference in the first and second one. Mm. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Yeah, you might be right. I'm getting more ethanol on the nose on this first one. But which one do you enjoy more? The first one, the alcohol, like really overpowers kind of everything for me there's, personally. Now that you say it, there's a lot more ethanol on the nose. Like on the nose and the palate, it just really just mm-hmm. takes over. Well, and you know, also I, I can't be a hundred percent if these are rise or not. So, but the second one is so light <laughs> and guzzable. Is that a word? Guzzable? It's um, not even close. It but, is now. Or do you think this could be? I don't love either one of them, but I like the second one better than the first. Like now that I'm tasting it, I don't know if it is a rye. I don't think it's like, a wrap. This this mm-hmm. might be the difference in the four roses. Yeah, because it could be the the Brent face fourteen year mm-hmm. OESK versus the uh, the nine and a half year or nine 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 year nine month North Atlanta Bourbon Society yeah. pick. And I I chose both of those. Well, I chose the North Atlanta one because the Brent face bottle was all OESK, and this was one of the last store picks that I had that was also only OESK. All right, so. If you had to choose one, what are you going with? Hmm. Man, that's. I know. Hopefully, their listeners are on board. Just well, going, <laughs> just to keep the comments going. I mean, <laughs> rolling around. Like I said, I, I don't love both of them. I think if I had to pick, I'll pick two just because, like, one just is so. I, I just get so much alcohol that I, I can't really taste much else. Whereas two, I can kind of get some. Basic bourbon notes, you know, a little bit, but it, they're, they're both pretty underwhelming for me. Not underwhelming, but just very average. Number one has a little bit more of a punch to me. Yeah. Um, which a lot of people think that is hot or it's heat. Yeah. Um, I don't typically mind it as much. Uh, however, number two definitely has a little bit more subdued, a little more oak. Yep. Um, and I like my tannins. So I, I love Oh, he does. Yeah. I mean, it's so. like. <laughs> 
He's, he, he's cheap for tannins. <laughs> yeah. Do you like the do you like the dry oak or the sweet oak? I'm more of a sweet oak. Sweet oak. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. yeah, I mean that's what the, that's my nickname. That's what they call me. They call me sweet oak. Sweet oak. <laughs> sweet oak. <laughs> All right. Do you want to reveal this one, Kenny? All right, I'll I'll reveal this one. So I, I'm on number two, Ryan. I'm uh, number two as well. Man, it is a it's a close tie, but the ethanol on the nose on one. I yeah I got I gotta go with two. Yeah. All right, well. two's so, just got a much more sweeter kind of. So he's revealed. All right, well we we kind of nailed that one. So this was the four roses. Okay. Oh nice. Um, number two was the Brent Face Bottle. It was oh. the fourteen year OESK Barrel Strength Limited Edition, and then the first one was the nine year nine month OESK. Gotcha. So. In this particular instance, the limited release wins. The limited release <laughs> wins. So how about it? All right. So let's go ahead and dump so them out and start, get ready for them. And then the first one was a store pick, right? The Yes. yes. The okay. first one was the store pick. That's right. correct. Grab a, another glass over there, Ryan, if you can, and we'll create our dump glass, our dump glass over here. Mikey, of the ones you've been on, what are the most memorable uh, barrel picks or any stories from those two? I mean, hopefully the one you went on with us, but yeah, you know, no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, Buffalo Trace is always on someone's just picking a barrel there. It doesn't matter really what whiskey it is. Just have to get to do a pick on Buffalo Trace. It's on everyone's list, right? Mm-hmm. So that one was great. I really, as far as like tours go and overall barrel picking experience, man, I mean, Castle and Key, they, they even though they don't have anything on the market yet, like the ability to to taste uh, a rye or a weeded, and then lay it back down. I mean, the experience overall was really great there. Mm-hmm. So I feel like yeah, it was that was overall my best so far. And you know, Buffalo Trace was great as well. But out of the out of the few that I've done, Castle and Key was was hands down my favorite. And usually I'll try to point people toward a, a tour there if they're coming in from out of town. Yeah, the Castle and Key I was kind of blown away with like. I'd seen it before the renovation, then went. I know it's time sensitive information, but went last <laughs> week. Okay. You know, last week and did a pinhook pick with the Breaking Bourbon guys, and man, that place is awesome. Like it is. Like the gardens are beautiful. Like all the architecture inside. Like it's a great blend of like modern architecture with old architecture. Like I just. I mean, it comes with a steep price tag. I think they said their tours are like thirty bucks, yeah, for a tour. But, um, but I mean, different. but I know that. I mean, it's totally different. Like you could literally spend. Well, we did spend six hours, but <laughs> <laughs> if you wanted to, you could spend all day there. I mean, it's it's a great, beautiful location. Yeah, and if you're a history nerd like I am, so there is that kind of ambiance that adds to the experience. Yeah, uh, I mean, New Riff, they're new, but man, they they take care of you really well mm-hmm. there as well. So. Some of it is just it's just different, so that's that's the reality on mm-hmm. some of these picks. Like some who's, might not be better than the other, but who's our least favorite? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or should we not say that? We might again invite yeah, back. Yeah, well, let's not do that. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> trying to create. But topics. to be honest, there's really not some that are like terrible, right? None are actually terrible. Um, I mean, the only ones that are terrible, I good names. Maybe my opinion is terrible is that you don't even actually go on the barrel pick. You just have the sample shipped to oh, you. Yeah, like that's mm-hmm. just yeah, yeah. I don't know. I it's, mean, it's obviously, okay. geograph- geography kind of plays a role in that, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's not as exciting. <laughs> well, it's just part of what it is, though. There's probably very few people that go on a barrel pick and walk away saying, I wish I wouldn't have done that barrel pick. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably very true. So, I, I just, so we're here uh, at 
letter C now. I keep wanting to say number C. So letter C and off the nose, like the nose right away, like I'm I'm like pulling number two, like way ahead of the pack here. Yeah. Um, They're both, the the both noses are far better than the ones from the last rounds, like on Mm -hmm. these two. So we're tasting right now, trying to figure out exactly. Now I I know where we are on this. We are, (laughs) we are easily in Elijah Craig land. Yeah. Uh, This is totally whipped on the... I gave that spiel about how I'm taking seriously. I'm failing <laughs> pursuit series. Yeah, it's okay. But I mean, this it's is a work uh, in progress. So, uh, you know, the Elijah Craig brand in itself, like I'm a huge fan of it. Oh yeah, um, they're they're doing a, they're doing a lot of good things in regards of not only putting out what people have been asking for for years, which was a barrel proof release. Um, you know, they brought out and should I say reintroduced the 18 and 23 year. Uh, expressions a few years ago. Uh, the only thing that you can't find anymore is uh, the 21 year expression. But you know, honestly, out of those older expressions, and by the way, I, I can tell you. Exactly, oh, it, you I, can totally tell. Right, just first of what each one is. Yeah, so I can tell you exactly um, the comparison here. What we're looking at, and uh, one's an Elijah Craig 18 year. Um, another is an Elijah Craig store pick that was done by the. Lock and Key Society. So Lock and oh, Key. Oh, I thought you were saying the first class is Elijah Craig. I'm like, nope, it's not. The second one is. <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know yet, but I'm just saying. Oh, you can the, tell. Uh, I'm yeah. just saying the yes. lineup. And so anybody that's unfamiliar, Lock and Key is based out of Julio's uh, up in New England. They're uh, a pretty uh, big player in that that store pick world. They've been doing it for years and years and years. Um, I've actually got an old store pick. that I'm down to, I think, my last drop of one of the the last ever Bernheim wheat store picks that were ever available. Heaven Hill would open it up to doing your own Evan Williams, your own Bernheim, your own Henry McKenna, all that sort of stuff. Um, then they uh, they kind of put the yeah. the handcuffs on, on you. Yeah. Two is definitely got to be the eighteen, and one is the uh, it's that eight to twelve year like Elijah Craig got the nutty toffee candy bar notes like mm-hmm. stuff I enjoy. So I'm. I definitely like one. You're probably gonna pick two. But. I'm probably gonna pick two. <laughs> but you know, when I was when I was talking to Mikey about this, and we were talking about uh, store picks versus limited releases, I actually thought I didn't do it, but I thought about doing it because it's not actually technically a store pick or a store release. But I said, what if we did an Elijah Craig barrel proof versus like a nine year like Willett Family Estate? Oh yeah, and I was like, that one actually might be kind that would of hard. be pretty comparable. Well. Obviously, it is comparable <laughs> because it's the same exact liquid. But both of these are really good, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I prefer one just because it's kind of got some of the sweeter, nuttier candy bar kind of notes that I like. Um, but that's just preference. And I think number one, um, it's pretty easy to see the the ninety four proof play mm-hmm. out there. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And that's I think that's also well, big. even on both of them, they're both very light. Mm. Well, I mean, Mikey, like, tell me about this, like. What would what in the market would change if Heaven Hill opened up a Elijah Craig program and they just said, yeah, put it at barrel proof? Yeah, I mean, you're going to get a, a wider range, I think, of, of first off, people wanting Elijah Craig because it is it is very. Um, I don't want to, I don't want us to use the word delicate, but I will use the word delicate. <laughs> it feels very delicate when you put it next to the the EC18. There's just a lot more depth to it. And I think there could be a lot more depth to a, a single barrel pick of Elijah Craig barrel proof mm-hmm. if they would just open that up. I guess it just depends on your consumers. So, like, if you're, you know, the the first one, like, for a 
why I think it's going to appeal to more of a, I don't want to say common, but I mean, you know, like, right. yeah, yeah, you, right. you know, it's just because yeah. it's, it's not the, it's not the enthusiast in mind here. It's very approachable, very enjoyable, but like you too, you're definitely going to get, like you said, more complexity, depth, um, two might be more off putting to like a common consumer. I'd say common, but like, you know, or new consumer, but I don't know. Just yeah, depends on your yeah. consumer, but I want the barrel proof because it's Logic Craig barrel proofs are always home runs. Like I've never had a bad one. Mm-hmm. Can't say I've ever had one. Well, I mean, there's, I mean, so, you know, Mike Sonny personally, so you know that there's a lot that actually goes into making sure that an Elijah Craig barrel proof isn't just a mistake either. Right. Like, like they, ch- they choose barrels specifically that go into it. Um, which is a little bit different. You know, we've, we've talked to the people at Heaven Hill and when you talk about Elijah Craig 23 year, when you try to find 23 year old barrels, it's actually very, very hard. Yeah. And they end up dumping a lot of them into like just Evan Williams black label. Cause it's so, hmm. it's so, uh, it's, it's undrinkable. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's the oak it's, is just overpowered. It's, there's it's a stank um, at that point, right? There's, I mean, there's law of diminishing returns with oak that, you know, can, and somebody talked, the good thing I learned at Castle and Key with the pinhook guy, cause I was at like, so how do you, uh, you know, you have a really good barrel at say like 12 to 14 years. Like, do you bottle it then or do you let it age, you know, to keep, will it keep improving? And he's like, no. He's like, if you want something that's going to age, you need something that's really soft, delicate, and sweet at that age because the oak's really at 15, 16, 17 is really going to start to overpower it if it's already ready. You know, does that make yeah. sense? Oh, no, that makes sense. And so that that was kind of enlightening because we've talked about, you know, us buying some 14-year and sitting on it for three to four years. But you're like, how do you, this one's really great. Should we just, because it's so great, we hang on to it or should we look for something that's will do better with age? So that mm-hmm. was kind of yeah. good advice. Yeah, and it's always a... Um, <clears throat> It's always a costly mistake if it never works out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, we'll just bottle it anyways. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no. Okay. So let's go ahead. Let's reveal this one because I think I think this one. Yeah. Is, is, as bad as it sounds, like I knew the bottles. I chose them uh, going into it. However, I let my wife uh, figure out exactly what we should do. However, I I thought we had. Yep. It's it's, it's Elijah Craig. <laughs> I mean, we went on Elijah Craig tangent for. <laughs> yeah, it'd be funny if it was like not Brussels. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been funny, but yeah. yeah so this the first one was, one's the, this is almost too easy. The lock and key and C two is the eighteen years. Mm-hmm. So yeah. All right. So good work. So I, I mean, but the thing is, is like I don't mind the lock and key one. Like you're right. Like it's totally like a good drinkable bourbon. Yeah. For an average consumer that just wants mm-hmm. to get into it. Um, however, it, I I don't know if a lot of the Elijah Craig barrel picks are speaking to the the enthusiastic market. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah still keep wrong. going. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's, it's still fun. It's still fun to go. Um, you know, you, you talk to people from like bourbon crusaders and they come out with a lot of good picks too. And the thing is, is though, it's just kind of like, oh, I just wish they didn't take it down to 94 proof. You know, there's, there's yeah. something about when you cross under that hundred threshold that, I don't know, Mikey, have you found anything underneath a hundred that you're like, Hey, you know, like I can do this every single day. Like, and there's one, there's one bottle and brand I do, and I did this in a blind, so that's how I know. But I don't, maybe I don't know the proof exactly. But George Remus, I tend okay. to like, I, I yeah. like that bottle. 
I'm not a fan of like why they chose George Remus of all people, but anyways, mm-hmm. well, I guess he's <laughs> yeah. all part of the, uh, the yeah, underground the, yeah, and, yeah, and all that prohibition stuff. and stuff. He's like not that. necessarily someone to model your life after, That's but true. Yeah. but but Remus, yeah, I love I love that bottle. Uh, I love the the bourbon in it. Uh, I think it might be ninety proof. I yeah, can't typically exactly, under hundred proof, like. Like you have to get into some dusties, like old oh, granddads, yeah. and that's you know, very true. I mean, yeah. and or like, a, you know, like a Michter's twenties or something, you know, because they're ninety four proof, aren't they? Actually, you might be right. I don't know. I've got one back there, but I don't feel like getting up and looking at it. And, yep. and so I'm, we're, I'm handing everything to Ryan. Do not mix C one and C two together, like because. EC18 is just too good. I don't know. I like it. Like it's yeah, it, for a, me, for me, I, I love Elijah Craig 18 when I am, I'm sitting in the basement and it's late at night and like, I can't do like a barrel proof. Like it's just, mm-hmm. it's yeah. just like, I'm not gonna be able to go to sleep at night if I, if I, so if you I keep pour that back in the bottle. Uh, <laughs> well, who knows? I've got, it's a long day ahead of us still. So yeah, who, you know, I like the 18. I mean, it, for me, the tannics really sit and kind of dry and just like on the, in, which it kind of sits there and lingers for a bit. And I'm like, all right, go away, please. <laughs> <laughs> See, not me. I, I mean, I'm, Mikey, what about you? Like, do you like tannins? Because I, like I said, I, I like a, a lot of uh, rich oak complexity, uh, complexity that, that what the, those really bring into it. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. and for me, when you, when you get a lot of oak, that means that the barrel is doing something like tremendous. And that's, mm-hmm. that's really what I get out of it. Yeah, I I'm a fan of the sweet oak. If you can give me a a finish with a sweet oak and like a dried cherry, you call my name. That just lasts for days. Yeah, I mean, sign me up. Sign me up. Not a fan of the dry oak as much. I feel like it's got my get your lips smacking back and forth and <laughs> mm-hmm. just makes you thirsty. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the dry oak, but the sweet oak, yeah, it does make you feel like, oh man, you can. You can almost taste the process, yeah, a little bit. So I'm with you on that one, and that's what I mean. I, I'm a fan of just oak in general because it definitely is more of an overpowering flavor. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I'll, I'll put it to you guys: is like, is there a is there a something on the flavor wheel? Right? I mean, we've all seen it before that that you don't like to get out of a bourbon. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point-of-sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify's point-of-sale is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. And get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point of sale system, or use Shopify's point of sale Go Mobile device for a battle tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash bourbon, all lowercase, and go to shopify.com slash bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash bourbon. I'll, I'll put it to you guys. It's like, is there a, is there a, 
something on the flavor wheel, right? I mean, we've all seen it before that that you don't like to get out of a bourbon. Uh, I mean, for me, definitely like some too- people. Some people are like, oh, I don't like like orange zest or orange peel or whatever it no, is. No, I mean, honestly, I like fruitier fruitier whiskeys. I really like. Um, like I'm with you know we we're talking to the barrel guys. I really like when you get those like grape notes and I, just too much oak is very off putting um, for me. Like like you said, it gets dry and you're smacking your lips and like trying to get some moisture <laughs> back into your. <laughs> you're like reaching, you know. But uh, other than that, I mean, I, I obviously I hate young stuff like where you just get grain forward, you know, grassy or like mm-hmm. where it's like hay or uh, you know we I won't name any names, but we've had it we've before had it. We've and. Had it. Uh, <laughs> You know, that's just very off-putting for me. I agree. I agree. It's the last thing you want to do is sit there and expect something, and then all of a sudden it's like, did I just mow my grass a second ago, and it's (laughs) it's in my mouth? Yep, for sure. All right, so now we're on... Uh, letter D. So um, you all won that one, right? Well, I mean, I'm <laughs> I should a, say you all. Well, like I said, I'm a, I'm an EC18 person. Okay. So I, I I think uh, I'm like I said, I'm just a fan of of, of what they do there. However, you and know, so that's the limit release. You know, so limit release is up two to one. <laughs> well, that's know. a hard one though because yeah, it's because it 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 wasn't the same proof. It wasn't you know everything yeah. like yeah. that. Well, yeah, that's an proof. item you can get in the gift shop almost every day, right? Exactly. So or no, they're not the same. Is proof. it limited Elijah or Craig's is a single barrel limited in that case? Yeah. That's a hard one. Yeah, and and you know, there's and, and to be honest, like there's a lot of things that we thought about that we couldn't do today. Um, so we looked at the the potential of doing a, an old Forester single barrel versus mm-hmm. an old Forester birthday bourbon. That would have been a good one. Yeah. Problem is, is uh, we haven't been on an old Forester <laughs> yet, and I guess we need to probably line that up. But the other thing was like, we just weren't thinking ahead of time um, enough to be able to like, it say, smells like, like oh, Russell's. Let's, like, let's go ahead, off. And, let's go ahead and get it. Uh, and then the other one was um, looking at. Uh, Oh gosh, I'm like looking at the bar, thinking, oh yeah, we are looking at doing like a, uh, and this is not even a store pick versus limited release, but this is like a Sazerac Rye versus a Thomas H Handy. Yeah, but it's like the proof difference. The proof is so it's different. gonna be it's gonna be too crazy. Like you, you you'll you'll be able to pick it out. Like well, and that's and that's the problem is that like to do any of these with the the antique collection actually be pretty difficult to do um, because you a, could do a stag versus stag junior maybe and uh, that would about as, about as close as you could probably get. Um, but you know when you look at Eagle Rare seventeen versus regular Eagle Rare, I think you're going to hit the same exact problem that you we saw at. The Elijah Craig, it's just going to be rich of depth mm-hmm. of the oak. The same thing with Sazerac 18 and Sazerac Rye. It's just going to be the richness and depth. Yep. Uh, I mean, you're, you're going to hit that same problem no matter where you go. Mm-hmm. So I guess there is a reason why they make limited releases. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just trying to find some of those limited releases that match sort of the, either the same proof or profile or age that I think that you really need to try to find and get out of this. I love the nose on both of these, actually. Um, but that's pretty common with Russell's, which I think this is. I don't think so. You don't think it's Russell's? Or you think it's rye? I think it's rye. Well, I, anyway, haven't, I haven't tasted it yet. Well, but it's only because I know. Um, <laughs> oh, because you know? Yeah, All right. Because I know. See, I, I need to just stop guessing. Yeah, it's okay. Just now, go the one thing. You've been doing good so far. Yeah, you've been pretty good. So, Mikey, I'll kind of point this question over to you because I know that there's a lot of people out there. Uh, Travis Hill, he's been on the oh, show yeah. before. Totally right. <laughs> and yeah, there you go. And there's a lot of people out there that try to make their own Four Roses 
limited edition, small batch. I mean, have you have you looked at creating your own kind of like small batch out of like different uh, store picks or anything like that before? I've not done it with great uh, strategic intent to create a certain brand or release. I have done the, you know, the classic blend bottle or some people call it infinity bottle. It was infinity until I tasted it and liked it. Then I stopped. <laughs> then it became my blend because I stopped putting things in it. Yeah. Oh yeah. So people would people taste it like this is great. Now give it out. At, and you had a record. I'd give it out. Like exactly. Yeah. To recreate it. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I, I did keep your record, but I, yeah, I lost it. But yeah, I would, I would give it out. <laughs> my dog. My dog. It always happens. Doing like bottle shares and things like that. I give people a sample. You never not know. tell them what it was, mm-hmm. and they were like, "This is really good. What is it?" Like. It's actually just a blend of like 17 different two ounce, four ounce kind mm-hmm. of things over time. But I've never done it intentionally. But I have known guys that's tried, you know, the the poor man's pappy and have tried to recreate the the Al Young with the blends that they think will work. But sometimes you they think some we're a lot smarter in there. In there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the th- there is something to it. Um, you know, there was a, there was a, a blind tasting that Blake from Bourboner hosted uh, years ago that I was a part of as well as uh, a few other people. And oddly enough, like he sent six samples and we had to rank each sample kind of like flavors and everything, notes and everything that we're getting out of it. Um, and and it was it was it was so climatic at the very end because it was all happening. You know, he sent the samples. We, we submitted them. And then at the very end, you know, we all got on YouTube or Google Hangouts and promoted on YouTube and we all got on there and come to find out the very end, the number one bourbon we all loved was a, exactly what you said, a poor man's pappy <laughs> that was mixed in a ninja blender. <laughs> I mean, and, and I don't know if that has something to say about aeration. I don't know if there's something to say about <laughs> anything else, but it's just like, yeah, I mean, he literally threw it in a ninja blender. Yeah. And it's what one out of like six different bourbons. So it's crazy. It, it kind of goes to show that, yeah, you can't, uh, can't always just think that the most limited things are going to be the, the best things. Yeah. I'll probably be adding a ninja blender to my Amazon wish list. There you go. I have one. Go. They, they are fantastic. Yeah, I know. Make quick smoothies in the Smoothies morning. and bourbon. What else yeah. do you What else do you want to mix? Just I don't mean, mix the smoothies with the bourbon. All right. So for me, I already know like what this is. I can smell it. I can taste it. Um, so two is going to be it for me. Two is definitely. I mean, I'm torn. One would be a great everyday drinker. It's got a lot of complex, like great. It's a great pour. But two is like, two to me is like really like something special, like mm-hmm. that I would want out of a limited release or like a store pick, you know, something special. Like uh, that's, mm-hmm. I really like two. So, I, They're both really good, though. I, I already, I mean, I can just by the nose and the taste, like I already know what they are. Um, so, Mike, I'm gonna, I'm gonna push over to you. Um, is two worth like nine hundred and fifty dollars more right now? <laughs> that's a great question. Because <laughs> that's because that's that's ultimately. I mean, I, I'll tell you what. If if it, if it's reversed in the the reveal. I will. I'll, I'll just go ahead and wrap it up. I'll put it in my. <laughs> well, I'll put it in my card and be like, "Listen, Bourbon Pursuit's you can, over." You but can kind of taste uh, the was fifteen point proof difference, <laughs> you know, yeah. between the one and two, mm-hmm. um, which kind of gives you a hint. But uh, yeah, it's it'd be great, funny though if they are reversed. Yeah. A is the, <laughs> the Booker's Rye. Great question, but I think it has an easy answer, and that is no price difference wise. There's no way. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want something that's sippable. And there's there's nothing off putting about this rye, to me. There's nothing off putting at all. 
but this one does have the number two has a lot more depth mm-hmm. character and the proof difference is definitely evident um especially on the back end it just it's sticking there to your tongue in, yeah. in a good way i mean at this point there's there's a lesson to be learned here right i mean we're we're we're, we're five deep and i think we've already noticed that when it comes to special releases that the age, the age is the important part. Yep. Um, the age adds a level of complexity and characteristic to it that you necessarily won't get anywhere else. Yep. Um, yep. So far, we we were we were dumbfounded by one, right? Yeah. Having a uh, a, a Weller 107 pick that actually beat out the Weller uh, Craft Your Own Perfect Bourbon. Uh, from then on, it's been really a difference in age. Yep. Um, from there, I mean, it's, it's yeah, it's, and that's, hard, it's hard to replicate. Well, and that's why. I mean, I'll, with like MGP, you know, people go crazy with like the 10, 12, 14. It, it's more has to do with the age. Like the, the age, aged whiskey is great. Like these Tennessee mm-hmm. aged whiskeys are fantastic. Like Kentucky aged stuff, it has to do with age. Like it's not necessarily the mash bill, the juice, whatever. It's when you get to that 10 to 14 year range, it there's magical, you know, happens right there. And it's. It is. It is what it is. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and do the reveal uh, because I can't wait anymore. Yeah, it's exactly what we thought it was. Uh, so D1 was the Knob Creek from Westport Whiskey and Wine, and D2 was the but they Booker's D, Rye. they did a great job on D1. I mean, yeah, that's a absolutely. great store pick for me. And yeah. that's and that's what I mean. That's that's the thing that we talked about the whole entire time is that you can get that for what sixty bucks versus nine hundred and fifty. You know, it's well. I mean, even if you were if if you were even on top of it, even when it came four hundred bucks, oh, right? Three fifty, four hundred, yeah. yeah. To even get your hands on it, so and this was years ago, um, so it was definitely a, a a tough way to to make it happen. So um, again, this is one we are not going to mix. Oh, hold on, yeah, do you want to, do not do not mix these Don't together because. Up. After this show is over, y'all, we are going to be uh, probably just celebrating with the rest of the uh, the stuff we like to drink. The leftovers, over. yeah, the leftovers, right? So, the 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 best of the all infinity bottles, if you will. So, Mikey, and so I guess, moving on oh, process elimination, we have <laughs> Russells. We have. <laughs> yeah, I can I can tell you right Here now because I was a part of it. We're pouring out letter E, and when we do with letter E, like I already know what it is. Uh, Versus the brand, however, these guys don't know what it what it is. So I'm going to go ahead and just kind of reserve my comments for absolutely everything, um, and just let them figure it out. So, uh, you know, as we as we start going down this path, though, what do, what have you found like the most interesting? Well, so far, I mean, the three three limited releases have won uh, versus the store picks, which and, is... And do you think it's a? Do you think it's an oversight on our part that maybe we didn't choose the the best comparisons? Because as I mentioned earlier, like it's it's age versus a lot of stuff. Sometimes uh, it's... Sometimes I don't it's know, proof. though, because, I mean, and, and, okay. store picks are still getting really good pours. I mean... Yeah, but think about it. Like, think about other brands. Like, I mean, look at the shelf. Like, is there anything else that, like, we missed going into this? Like, think of, like... Um, like I said, we already talked about Old Forster and Old Forster Birthday yeah, Bourbon. Stag would be the stag only one. Stag and Stag and its Junior would probably be a good one as well. Um, like I said, you could do like a, you one. could do a 1792 foolproof versus like a Kentucky Owl <laughs> later. Oh, because you you think that's where it comes from? Huh? I think so. So mm-hmm. it's uh, that's your <laughs> that's your that's your guess. Yeah, I All think right. so. But I was way off on some of these. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing them so. But yeah, I mean, other than that, I mean, 
because you got some MGP stuff, but like they're all they're, yeah, there's such a wide range, like from proofs to mm-hmm. it's that's, hard to and that's there's a not tough one. There's not like a ton of everyday offerings with MGP. Well, we had yeah. talked about this beforehand of, of trying to figure out like is there a a single and that's that's and I guess that's the problem when you get to when you get to what <laughs> we, we can want. do this, but it might kick us in the teeth like a pursuit series versus. <laughs> Dickel, you know, 13 year, <laughs> but we're not going to do that. Yeah, well, just kidding. Well, Dickel's 100 also, proof. It also and, doesn't exist. Yeah. So that's the other thing. Yeah. Um, but the other the other part of it was... Or we do barrel, I guess. Barrel versus pursuit series. Well, I mean, barrel, <laughs> they do a lot of blending. Yeah, so that's thing. not a true comparison. Uh, so, no. I mean, they, it's, it's, a, it's an Indiana, Kentucky. I think the Willet, Willet uh, versus Elijah Craig barrel proof would be a good one. Mm-hmm. Because just to get it out there. Yep. I mean, who knows? But I mean, when, when I look at it, like, um, I it would have been good to do like a, a regular Booker's versus, I mean, a Booker's. I didn't want to open up a Booker's twenty fifth for this. I wasn't going to do it. It's like, <laughs> sorry, just be honest with you. I'm not going to open a Booker's twenty fifth for it. But I mean, that versus <laughs> Booker's thirtieth or something like that. Like yeah. Booker's versus Booker's, um, because at the same exact, you know, at the end of the day, like each one of those is very good in its own right. Mm-hmm. However, like. The 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 proof points aren't going to be a whole lot of difference. Yeah. Um, when you get to that high in proof, and you're in the 125 to 130 130 proof. Yeah. Who knows if your 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 taste buds and your flavor profile can actually discern a lot of stuff that's actually happening at that level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Actually, oh my gosh, like I'm tasting these, I'm nosing these side by side. I don't think I can tell the difference. No. So now we're doing a uh, wild turkey comparison, <clears throat> Russell's Reserve versus the 17 year decades release. And I mean, on, on first, on first nose, like there's no difference. There's no discernible difference whatsoever. The, the first one, I don't know. They're pretty close. I was like, the first one may have a little more alcohol, but I don't know. That's, they're pretty similar. I mean, and this is, and this also goes back to the age conversation, right? I mean, like when we talk about age, like. 17 years, you expect to have a lot more depth, a lot yep. more complexity, mm-hmm. a lot more, more of this sort of stuff. However, we've, we've sang the praises of Russell's Reserve for years. Um, it's, it's one of the best single barrel picks that you can get out there today. Yep. Um, I mean, and you, the best experience. Have you been on one of the... Uh, Not been on a turkey I pick yet. I have been on turkey pick yet. Oh, man. It's... But you're the one actually brought today's pick. I did, so, yeah, yeah. So I'm getting, I mean, maybe it's because I do get a little more ethanol on the first one. And then I go straight to the second one, and it smells a little sweeter. Yep, I totally getting a little sweeter on the second one, but they are very, very close. I love both of them. I know. Nose wise, like I mean, <clears throat> Russells are one of those things you can just nose all day. Both these are fantastic. Um, I haven't had two yet. It's actually but, very, very. But number hard. one's really good. <laughs> it's actually very hard to uh, find a discernible difference. I mean, there's a little bit of difference in the taste, but it's it's not so much that you're like. Okay, this is this is a difference of a hundred dollars right here. Like it's 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 mm. it's very very different. Two's got, I don't know. I like the mouthfeel of two. Like it's got and it's got more like a little more sugary brown sugary kind of syrupy kind of texture to it. One's very good, but two's kind of more I don't know, just real rich and sugary to me. Like syrupy, I like. They're yeah, they're pretty damn close. They are very <laughs> very close. I mean, for something that's almost like a. I mean, wow. it's not it's not a decade's worth of difference, but I mean, you're looking at at least six to nine years, right? Of, yeah. of what yeah. you see between um, some of the older, 
reserve picks uh, from Russell's versus the decades releases. So I'm going to go with two, but not by much. They're they're pretty close. Two's oily on the palate. I don't mm-hmm. know. You know. Yeah, no, I'm kind of with on that one too. Yeah, two has got a, a longer lasting finish. Mm-hmm. The nose is sweeter. Sounds like for you, it's a landslide win. <laughs> this is a, yeah, for me, it's, it's a landslide win. Two. So yeah. two, so two. All right, so Ryan, They're, go ahead and reveal the last one we have today. Ah, uh-huh. what do you think? Uh-oh. Well, it sounds Uh-oh. like it sounds like you're going to toss the curveball is what it sounds <laughs> yeah. like. Well, so two is actually the CMB pick. Oh, and, uh, oh one buddy. is the decades. There we go. There you go. So yet another chance where we get to find out Finally, that store pick. Yes, the beauty of single pick. barrels <laughs> making a comeback. I mean, when we look at the results from today, I mean it's three to two, but it's not. Yeah. A, it's not a. I mean, yeah. as I said, a landslide victory. I mean, it's it's something that is it's it's almost comparable. If you can find that that one little place that does really good things uh, versus somebody that just I don't know just accepts it or um, mm-hmm. finds the barrels at the store and does whatever. There's there's actually validity to the to the that the and, first and by the two, way this is all for science yeah, yeah. so make sure that everybody knows this is all for <laughs> yeah, science, science today uh, but and it's all subjective and we don't matter yeah <laughs> that's also very true um, and you cannot buy any of these anywhere so it's 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 all it's all gone so yeah the, I mean the the first two I mean we're really like you know with the 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 CYOB I mean. I, I'm, I was amazed at how bad that was. <laughs> like, I just did not like it at all. Bad. Well, not bad. But, it's not a bad whiskey. But for the money, it's... For the Ryan, money. Ryan, we get a lot of stuff shipped yeah, yeah. to us. It's not bad, We but know what bad whiskey tastes I guess like. I was just, after revealing it, I was, like, pretty disappointed. And if anything, I feel like what it does is helps people see to not f- fall into the trap of FOMO, to fall into the trap of hype. Because the fact that a CYPB is four or 500 bucks, and you can get a... A single barrel pick of OWA for one fifty, or if you're lucky enough to get it retail, sixty ish bucks. It's like, man, chase chase the one that tastes better. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so and it should bring some validity to those who are distilling, to those who are blending, because Ed Bly is a blender and he picked this barrel at Turkey. So there is some validity even to like, hey, they they're getting paid lots of money every year to, right. to do this professionally. So let's and even if you go to a, a liquor bar, or a party source, or cork and bottle, they have tasting bars. Yep. So you can taste these things before you give in to all the. I gotta have it because there's a line. Well, maybe you don't even like the bottle that you're standing in line mm-hmm. for. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's t- taste things before you before you buy them. But I mean, there's there's some psychology there to the line thing. Oh right? yeah, for sure. I mean, every everybody <clears throat> thinks that like. I mean, we've all been there. We've been there in the morning, and then all of a sudden. There's somebody that walks up and be like, what are you all in line for? <laughs> and they're like, well, I'll go ahead and just hand it I'll just go stand in line. I'll go on the back line. Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a group mentality to it. Well, but yeah, for sure. It's not fun, but it's the reality it's, of what it is. It's animal spirits. You know, we're all, we all just follow the herd, you know, so. <laughs> but, I mean, for today, I'm, I'm actually very pleased to kind of see the results because mm. coming away with at least two out of the five that weren't limited releases – Give some justification for yeah, well, what and, we we're thinking today. And two, I mean, when you're doing store picks, it's really based on who's going, who's picking, what they like, mm-hmm. whatnot. So, like, you know, find a store or find someone that kind of meets your what you like. And, you know, that's you, you can find stuff that's just as good as the big price tag is limited releases. And it's not even that. I mean, we had we had some unfair competition, too. 
Right. I mean, if you think about it, like the Elijah Craig. Yeah. Um, 18 year versus like a nine to a 12 year. Yep. It's, yeah. it's not, it's not a fair competition. So when you, when you think of. Which I preferred the nine to 12. I, I know. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> and, and a lot of people are going to be on your side too. Mm. I mean, but you know, well, I'm a tan in person. Like that's yep. what I like. Um, but that is, that is not a fair comparison. So um, we'd love to hear from other people. Maybe we'll, we'll revisit this again in a year or two. Uh, and if you think that there are other bourbons out there that fit the, either the, the mash bill, the proof and the age statement mm. that you can compare against, then, you know, we should, we should probably look at it again in the future. I mean, yeah. could, well, is Blanton's and like Buffalo Trace similar mash bill? Or are actually, they just, they're, they're different. They're actually they're different. different mash bills. Or is Elmer and Buffalo Trace, or what's, Elmer, I'm trying to, Elmer, I'm trying to, they got, I'm trying to. Elmer and Blanton's are in the same mash bill. That's okay, number yeah. two. Gotcha. Number one is uh, Buffalo Trace, Eagle Rare, and some of those ones. <laughs> if we had a Eagle Rare, Rare, Double, whatever, <laughs> 17. Yeah, double, double Rare, rare Eagle 17. Rare. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I don't think anybody's going to We don't have that much funding for yeah, science. Yeah, yeah it's, <laughs> I think on the uh, the market right now, it's hovering around like 9,000. Oh, jeez. So, yeah, that's uh, that's not going to happen. No, those so. are trophies. They're not getting drank. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Mikey, I want to say thank you so much for yep. honestly yeah. bringing this idea to us because this was, uh, like I said, it, it's it's fascinating to go through and do this not only to to test our strengths or test our knowledge. Um, you know, I know Ryan is going to go back home tonight, and he's going to be like, "All right, <laughs> I got to go ahead, and I'm going to I'm going to pull a spoon of peanut butter in my nose and just make sure I know what peanut butter smells <laughs> yeah. like." Like he's he's gonna, he's going to he's going to really take this seriously <laughs> for sure. You got to. Yep. Get my color wheel out and <laughs> my flavor wheel. But I mean, it was it was actually a, a, a really good, not only just like I said, just for an experience for us, but I think for our listeners as well to kind of see like. What else is out there? Like, what can you experience and to not take everything at, um, you know, what the label says and not get caught up on the hype? Because yeah. that, that's the problem with all of us. We get one, caught up on the hype. One thing we yeah. could, and I just thought it was like Weller 107 versus like Pappy 15 or Weller 12 versus Pappy 20 because they're both the same proofs, just more age. That's true. And bigger price tag. You know, but a lot bigger price tag. We'll do it next yeah. time, I guess. There we go. <laughs> so we got something for the next round. So yep. make sure you all stick around for that. So Mikey, before we close out here, if there's any way that uh, people want to know more about you, I mean, do you have any social handles that people want to know about you or anything like that? Sure. Yeah, I'm on uh, most of the uh, social medias and book faces and all those fun things. There we go. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, I do have a, a group and a, a called Sacred Sippers. We we sip. Great whiskey for a greater purpose. So we're on Facebook, Instagram. You can find us there. Uh, yeah, like I said, I'm on Facebook so and Instagram as well under my handle, at Mikey Conrad. Uh, we do lots of charity work with our group. Uh, the charity we, we fund and help with Barrel Picks is called the Aruna Project. So check out their website. Buy a, a nice thing from uh, the charity there. Read more about what we're doing there. But gee, that's kind of what you know. I'm in the game for is uh, blessing other people and enjoying yep. good whiskey with them and sharing fun stories. And so, yeah, it's a pleasure to be here today to do this and taste some great whiskey with you guys. Well, thank yeah. you so much for being here. And, and I'm actually uh, taking a moment to just to say, like, I'm, I'm very happy to see that, you know, the Aruna Project and just everything that happens with inside of the whiskey world is actually very good in regards of donating bottles, mm. raising money, like 
there's a lot of stuff that happens with inside the borders of, oh, yeah. of everything that happens here. So, um, you know, cheers to you and cheers to everybody else that, that raises money for good causes when people don't need a bottle of, um, Happy ten, right? <laughs> and, and, and they and they want to they want to put it to a better cause. Like that's a, yeah, that's, no doubt. That's, that's awesome. It's a, it's a great way to make it happen. So, cheers to you for that for for making it happen. So, uh, Ryan, I'll, I'll go ahead and let you close it out. Yeah, thanks for this awesome idea. It was a lot of fun. I had a great time. Definitely need to go back and work on my skills. You know, so I can know the hone them in, yeah, hone them in. But uh, no, this was fun, and I, I, I want to do this again. This was great, and. Uh, you know, if, if you like what you hear, let us know. If you don't like what you hear, let, let us, us know. know. <laughs> uh, give us more ideas because we don't always have the best ones. And so, yeah, just keep keep giving us feedback and comments. We love them. So, uh, yeah, with that, we'll see you next time.